This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Are you planning to take in a big public celebration to mark Canada's 150th this weekend? Are you worried about security or maybe just annoyed at the hassles that come with heightened vigilance? We've seen the massive security presence building in Ottawa where they're expecting about half a million people on Parliament Hill. Meantime, it's being reported that a national security memo warns that ISIS explicitly named Canada and the U.S. as potential targets, though there's no specific credible threat related to Canada Day. According to the memo, which was issued in May after the Manchester attack, ISIS has warned Muslims to avoid markets and public gatherings in Canada and threatened to use, quote, explosives, vehicles and beheadings to kill crusaders. So we want to hear from you. Are you taking any of this into account as you make your plans for the holiday? The number is to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Right now, I'm here with Ross McLean, security and terror expert, and we have Alan Bell, terrorism expert and president of Globe Risk International gentlemen, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Good to be here. Okay, Ross, what do you think of uh, this security memo that we've just learned about? Well, I think we're at the place now in Canada and around the world, in the Western world, where while you don't want to be um, alarmist about this or play the threat up too much, it is something that you need to be aware of today. You know, much as if you go to the beach, you want to be aware if there's lifeguards around and uh, some rescue equipment. If you're in a hotel, you want to know where the fire exits are. Well, now when you're going to large public events, you want to have a bit of a security plan in place or have an idea what you're going to do if you're going to one of these events. Alan Bell, uh, we've been told that the security precautions that are that are happening in Ottawa as we speak are unprecedented. What do you make of it? Well, Canada and the U.S. have been named before as potential targets. Uh, the only thing that makes it slightly more uh, predictable this time is we have two important dates pending. We've got Canada 150, and the next week we've got U.S. 4th of July. So these are celebrated throughout both countries, uh, not just in the capital city. So, so consequently, there's going to be many, many different parties taking place all over North America in the, within the next four days or so. So consequently, that would be an ideal time to target if, if we had groups in both countries that were prepared to target uh, these types of events. Uh, do you take anything from the fact that, that these events haven't been targeting, targeted. It's been more of a, a general threat issued after the attack in Manchester. And, and it seems to me that the deadliest of these attacks in Europe have taken place in places where you would not expect it, in a Christmas market, uh, in, in Nice, uh, at a concert. Well, the, the, the whole aim of, of ISIS in particular is claiming responsibility for the majority of these, these attacks. Uh, 
is to attack people where they work, where they play, and where they socialize. So consequently, you know, these areas are now going to be sort of highly sought after locations by potential lone wolves who are planning these types of attacks. With the state of ISIS currently in Iraq and Syria losing ground every day, they're going to have to make a decision to start sending some of these uh, international ISIS fighters back to their countries of origin uh, to carry on the fight there because without having uh, uh, land to be able to control, the caliphate will then just collapse. So consequently, they've got to look for another way to keep themselves active and show that they are active to all their followers. And the best way to do it is what they've been doing during the last three months because they've really picked up the momentum they're carrying out these attacks of innocent people, potentially, in particular, I should say, in Europe and in the UK in particular. Okay, and well, we you're, you, what you says, uh, it, it seems that these attacks are directed. I mean, it seems to me that they send out these kind of general directives and, and people on the ground, local people kind of take it from there, Ross? Yeah, what, what we've seen is, yes, they're, they're general threats that they put out, but what we... I think what you'll find is that we found these ones where the attacks have taken place. There'll be someone who's worked with to recruit, coordinate, radicalize, or talk with the person about what to do. I mean, the guy who did that attack in Flint, Michigan, he was very disappointed he wasn't killed, right? The first thing he said mm-hmm. when he, after he stabbed the police officer was taken down, why didn't you kill me? He wanted to be killed. He wanted his reward. Uh, he's in court today, and they're going to get a chance to talk with him and find out what led him to do this. And, you know, bear in mind, this is a guy that was not on the radar who could successfully travel between countries. So um, there is a risk out there. If there's someone directing someone to go do something at these locations, that's where the problem comes in. And we're going to have to count on intelligence services to do the picking up of these people before it happens, because if they arrive on scene, at that point, it's too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, uh, Ross, uh, so these precautions are said to be unprecedented. What do you make of that? I mean, to, when I look at that, I think, well, you know what? Maybe Parliament Hill is going to be the safest place on the planet on July the 1st. That's one way of looking at it. There's another way of looking at it is that uh, we've seen these terrorists. They, they will go right up to policemen to try and kill policemen. They've done that in France. They did that in Flint. So to them, having a deterrence of having police around isn't really a deterrence because they're going to kill and they expect to be killed. So, I mean, that's the question we have to look at uh, for Canada Day and how they're going to deal with and how they're going to prepare for that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, presumably we're going to have to go through metal detectors to, to get to those festivities. Right. So let me give you a couple of the uh, piece of advice I would give to people going to these things. What we've seen before is these attacks have taken place either just before an event starts or just after it ends. They tend to happen just outside of security checkpoints. So if there's a very busy security checkpoint, I'd suggest going to another one to get through because they like to walk up to them and then detonate or pull knives or do whatever at the security checkpoints. So that's a couple of things I would look out for if I'm at these uh, things. I'd stay away from the checkpoints as much as possible. I'd have a plan for your your family about how to get together if something goes on. And wherever I am, I'm going to pick out uh, a local policeman that I can see standing there, preferably one with an automatic weapon. And if something goes down, I would run towards that policeman and get behind him. I mean, that's a good uh, first plan to get going anyways. uh, That's all... uh very interesting. Um, the one thing that I think might make it difficult, uh, Alan, I'm wondering if you have any input on this. You're talking about the beginning and the end of an event. I mean, there are going to be events going on all day, different events. Yes, they are. I mean, 
as as your your previous uh, guest uh, alluded to, uh, you've got to be very aware of when you go to these places because the history of the past tax in the UK and the EU, the model they're using is just death and destruction either in a vehicle or whatever the case may be. So with, when you're with your family or you know, visiting any of these, not specifically in Ottawa, but wherever you happen to be with your family, you should always be alert of what's going on and keep your eyes open and your ears open for sounds and, and, and everything else. Because if they're going to do this, the chances are in a place like Ottawa, they'll have to place lockdown, so it's going to be very difficult to bring vehicles that close to Parliament Hill. And actually, on Parliament Hill, you can't get vehicles on there when you've got the, these mass crowds. So if anything is going to happen in these types of events, it's going to happen, as was just mentioned, when you're moving away from, from the events at the, end, at the end of the day or when you're moving towards the event before the day has actually started. Everyone is aware that the police are going to be on high alert in, wherever it is throughout the whole of Canada on this particular day. And really, there's no... There's no credible intelligence to indicate it's going to happen, but you, we don't know when it's going to happen. They didn't know when it was going to happen in the UK, and consequently it did. So all we can do is be alert when we're out and when we're in public and hope that for the best that uh, nothing happens. Okay. I'm going to give the numbers out again. I, I'd like to hear from our listeners what they're planning to do on Saturday, whether any of this resonates, uh, whether any of this has played into uh, their decisions about what to take in on the Canada 150 weekend. Um, uh, I think Ross's advice is is pretty interesting, though I think, uh, 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 again, Ross, it might be hard to actually uh, execute on that. Uh, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. I'm with Ross McLean and Alan Bell. We're talking about the threat and also the heightened security for Canada 150 celebrations this weekend in large public places. And, and Ross, my understanding of at least Ottawa is that the perimeter is very big. It's not just Parliament Hill. It's it's a bunch of streets. So, what would you designate as the entrance or the the end? You know, Where, wherever there's a large number of people gathering, sort of held up, uh, waiting to get in. You know, what we've seen, as Alan pointed out correctly, I believe, you're not going to see much of a chance of a vehicle getting in there unless they're able to do something like happened uh, in Nice where the guy convinced them that he was making a delivery and they opened the security pass- passageways to let the vehicle in to go cause the problem. What you're more likely to see, if there is a threat, and I'm saying we're not trying to pump this up, you're more likely to see a knife, a gun, or a bomb is, is what you're likely to see if something goes on here. And it's going to be in an area where there's a lot of people around. There's going to be a lot of people everywhere. Yeah, but as I'm saying, they will be looking for groups. As big a groups as they can find, that's what they'll be looking for. So I would operate on the perimeter of groups. I would go between groups. I wouldn't stand in groups is the only thing that I'm saying. And and you're right, it may be difficult based on how things are spaced out. But um, as Alan knows, I know Alan can do this. When you look through the eyes of how a bad guy would do it, you, can, you see the place a little bit differently than the, the average person does. Okay. Um, again, that sounds like uh, very, very good advice. And uh, it's interesting what you said about looking for a cop with a big automatic weapon, because uh, I've, I've seen notices put out basically saying people don't be too upset by seeing these big weapons. Uh, we need them that day. And, and Alan Bell, the authorities uh, are sort of apologizing for it, where uh, it seems like we need this, right? 
Well, this is Canada, and we're not used to it. Uh, I mean, it's it's one of those things. I mean, this is becoming the new norm. Uh, we can't get away from it. It's only going to be a matter of time uh, before we have our own incidents. Uh, we've had numerous little incidents, but most of them have been down to people with mental problems. Uh, we haven't gone through anything that they've gone through in Paris or France, I should say, or the UK. And the police in Canada are going to be learning from the two main models. One model is the vehicle being crashed into people walking or moving around. And the second one is the lone wolf terrorist arm that explodes, a firearm or a knife. Uh, both are just as deadly as each other. Uh, and unfortunately, when you're in a huge crowd of people and you're celebrating a day and the, you, everyone is euphoric, it's very difficult to start thinking about the bad, bad things that are happening in the world, in other parts of the world today, when you're trying to enjoy and celebrate Canada's 150th birthday. I don't know. You kind of get used to it. I mean, uh, the, this isn't that much of a comparison, but uh, as a young woman, as a young reporter, I, I worked in Israel where at, at a time when there was a lot of terror threats, and, and you kind of learn to be vigilant, not that that always helps. Um, let's go to Victor in Mississauga. Hi, Victor. Hello. Victor, I can't hear you. Hello? Yeah, how you doing? Fine, how are you? Listen, I got a question. What if I saw a terrorist, God forbid, you know, hurting somebody, and I seen it all that, and I went up to that terrorist and I shot him, I killed him. Will I end up being charged for murder? No, I don't. I don't think you would. I don't think you would. Okay, that's all I gotta know. Oh, okay. <laughs> what What are you doing with a gun there, though? <laughs> that's... No, you just said about the police or whatever. You're gonna hide behind the police or. You know, but say he got the police and I took the police's gun. Oh, well, this is like, you're, it sounds like something uh, out of a, a, a movie, Victor. Well, but you, you want yeah, to know something, though, that's yeah. interesting, though. There was that hero of um, over at the London Bridge attacks there, right, who went through and he saw somebody. They were being stabbed. And this guy walked up barehanded and took on the terrorists. And he took a lot of slashes. And he said, I'm not going to stand for this. So, you know, I don't advise people to go engaging unless they feel that they've got the skill set and I the ability to do right, it. I know, but if, if these guys are touching our boys in blue believe me i'll stand up for them oh please like to okay. hear that they're they're mine they're my they're my guys okay victor okay. are you planning to go to a big public celebration okay yes sir, i am okay where uh probably down uh what do you call it the centennial park okay yeah well I'm have a, have have a good time have a safe time Okay, thank you. You too. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, the numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Want to know if you're planning to go to a big public celebration this weekend, if any of these concerns over security are bothering you, changing your plans, or uh, if you just have confidence because we see all this security Maybe all the security for you just translates into a hassle. I'm sure that it will make the outing a lot more uh, complicated and cumbersome. But uh, this is the new normal. Th- Go ahead, Alan. Uh, yeah, well, it, it is the new normal. We've got, to, we've got to get used to it as well. I mean, no one expected that an individual in Strathroy near, near the city of London uh, would, would try to perpetrate a terrorist attack against uh, the City Plaza Mall in London. But it happened. 
so, you know, a- anything is possible. We've just got to remain alert. We've just got to be stay, stay engaged uh, because if we, if we keep being complacent, something will, will, will eventually happen and then we'll, we'll sort of stop blaming everybody. We can't blame the intelligence service or the police services simply because they missed it. Uh, you, can't, you cannot deal with a lone wolf individual if no one knows who he is and he's acting independently. Uh, and you don't know the, the event has occurred until that individual either starts killing people using a vehicle, a gun or a knife. So it's, it's, it's not something you can plan for. It's not something you can prevent once it begins. And I think it's, as I said, I keep saying it's the new normal. It's what we have to do from now on. We were prepared for the new normal when we go through the airport. Uh, so now we've got a, a new normal when we attend uh, clubs, we attend parties, and we go to uh, Blue Jay games, etc., uh, etc. Et you just have to be alert and aware. That's all you can do. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. I am here with security and terrorism expert Ross McLean and Alan Bell, also a terrorism expert. We're talking about the precautions for this weekend's Canada 150 celebrations. We also want to hear whether that is affecting your plans. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, Ross, you were saying that the training for these events has really, really improved over the last while. Yeah, absolutely. So I used to be on the police department. I know some of the training that goes through. I then worked in private industry, and I know a little bit about, you know, how the training has changed a lot. The police didn't used to have any training in dealing with terrorists or hostage-taking or anything. It was very, very difficult for them. But that training has changed, and they've gotten a lot better. And I know that Alan's not bragging about this, but Alan used to be with the British SAS. So Alan knows very much about this, the, the hard end of the, the spear, if you will, for dealing with these sort of things. So I think Alan can comment a little bit, perhaps, about how the training has changed for the police. Go ahead, Alan. <laughs> training has changed dramatically because we had to, and technology obviously assisted in that process. One of the biggest problems we have now is something that was never anticipated about 10 years ago, which is the lone wolf terrorist. The guy that gets radicalized online or gets radicalized by another individual plans and then goes out and executes a terrorist attack, killing innocent men, women, and children. There is no antidote and no amount of training can prepare you for actually dealing with those types of issues. Uh, A lot of what we do now in terms of uh, trying to find out who these individuals are relies heavily on intelligence, and if people don't uh, talk about this and if people don't go out and start looking for these individuals who are being radicalized, because it's usually done in a home or in a a quiet area where no one knows who's who's doing this, it's very difficult. You don't know who these people are until they actually attack. And by then, it's the response kicks in, which most law enforcement agencies and organizations are well-versed in, but it's the prevention that is the big issue, and that, that's dumbfounded all of us for the, for the last 10 years or so. Do you think our military will be involved, however, quietly on Saturday? No. No, the, the, the military is very rarely used within Canada itself, except for something that's really specific. I mean, we have, we have the RCMP on the hill, and we've got Ottawa Police Force, and because of the nature of uh, being our capital city, 
the police are now well coordinated to be able to deal with whatever happens. Instead of the two organizations working independently, they now tend to work together as a result of what's gone on in the last three years, which is good news for everybody. Uh, but unfortunately, we've still got a long way to go because, as I said, the prevention issue is, is, is the problem. The response is not usually the issue because the, the law enforcement agencies will deal with any situation that comes up fairly quickly because that's what they're trying to do. Uh, but usually if you're trying to deal with half a million people standing on the hill and enjoying themselves and something happens, uh, you can't write the book and you can't train for that type of event because it's fluid and we have to deal with it as it comes. And that's not always easy. Okay, uh, Ross, before we go, can you go over uh, the uh, instructions, the suggestions that you gave for people who are going to big public events? Yeah, I would stay away from the security checkpoints as much as possible, particularly if there's crowds gathered there, if they're searching for people. Uh, Something to be aware of, if you see someone carrying a backpack or something and they lay it down, go tell a police officer right away or someone who's working there, let them know. Uh, have a plan for where you're going to go in case you have to uh, get separated and, and leave from each other. And if something goes down, uh, I, like I said, what I would do, I would always know where the police are, and I'd go find a policeman or a police car and go run and get behind that and uh, let them look after you. Those are the things I'd look at doing. Okay, thank you very much for that. That is all the time we have for this segment. Thanks to Alan Bell, terrorism expert, and Ross McLean, security and terror expert. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.